Can you imagine once you cultivated all of these gifts that's inside of you and then you sit down and say, listen, it is absolutely not enough for me to pour all of this into one place, but that I am going to be the one to be thoughtful to strategize, to write things down, to move my gifting and places that through the research and through careful understanding of the market that I can deploy into places that they didn't even know they needed what I have to give. Hi, my friends, this is Therese, and you are locked in to Unicorn Unleashed. Hi, my friends, welcome to another episode of Unicorn Unleashed with Therese. Yep, that's me. And so today's podcast, uh, you know, we've been on this journey, whether it's uh, to disrupt yourself to reimagine yourself in this new world, this new economy, and to reinvent yourself ultimately uh, so that you can unlock and unleash something so much greater, moving beyond your own human limitations to boundless capacity. That's why we're here. And so today, I'm going to, I've been doing this whole series on Ask Trees because there are two things, right? Number one, we've been going through my book, uh, going deeper in some of the chapters, making, making things relevant for today, becoming a digital unicorn, five steps to set yourself apart in a competitive economy. And isn't that relevant, so relevant to even today's, this very moment, the space that we're walking in is because we know that there's something so much more inside of each of us. And so how do we unlock that? Yeah. And today's episode is all about becoming more valuable in the marketplace, becoming more attractive in the world. And I just believe that the more you cultivate your greatness, your purpose, the more you cultivate your gifting, really everything is, there's nothing that's off limits. Everything is possible. So we're just going to do three things. And I always like to apply it to something, uh, beyond the book. And I do this whole thing where if I'm coaching or I get letters from many of you uh, through email, just saying why the book has impacted you. And so many times I'll ask you, may I read uh, some excerpts on this show, especially those that I'm going through transformational coaching with? Because it is important that as we're going through these sessions, that we talk through the results because it's those results that are going to help each and every one of you and myself to take action in ways that really we, we get the best of outcomes and through our transformed minds, our transformed mentality. And those are the things that we're working on together is how do we begin 
to unlock those things that, are, that lie dormant in us that have yet to be unleashed. And so this letter is from Will. I'll read a little of it. I'm not going to read all of it, but and I'll, I'll just kind of go at a high level um, because I think it's important uh, that I started Will with three things. Remember the last Ask Trees I talked about Kaylee. And this is a, a different situation. His situation is that I'll read a little bit of it first and then we'll talk about it. My name is Will and I learned about your book through a friend when I was talking with him about helping my son with his career. He had been struggling during the pandemic, trying to find work that made him happy. And my wife and I simply didn't know how to help him. He found himself in a deep rut. And in talking with a friend, that friend made a recommendation in order for his son to uncover and discover his way through this business world as he was really trying to de determine what he wanted to do. And he recommended the book. And I always appreciate recommendations, friends. He stated this. You opened up with, to do something new, you must become new. Will's goal was to give the book to his son. His son wasn't ready to read it yet. So Will said, hey, let me just flip through some of the pages just so I could see what my son is going to be reading. What is so amazing is that he found himself attracted to something more because in his helping his son, he didn't realize that there were things going on in his own life. So let me read this. He said, this beginning of your book caught my attention because I've been in the sales industry my entire career. And during the pandemic, I had my own setbacks. You see, even though I was working and doing well and taking care of my family, I realized that I've been doing the same thing for 20 years. It's kept me safe and comfortable. Even when I know that I'm a good leader because I lead my church organization, my frat, my son's baseball team, but somehow my company never thought that I was good enough to be a leader in my job. So he goes on and then he asks, could we have some time? And there were only three things, you know, for every coaching session that I have, there are only three things three or four things that I try to give that I want to be sure that the guidance is actionable. And so it doesn't make sense for me to give you 15 steps, 13 steps all at one time. Even the book tries to, my book, Becoming a Digital Unicorn, I try to break things down into actionable steps. So I told him three things that we can get started so that he can move forward to really starting to take some risks that after 20 years of doing the same thing, he's ready for disruption. So how do you become more valuable? Many steps, but we started with three. Number one, I told him to embrace a warrior's mindset. What is a warrior? A brave or inexperienced soldier or fighter? a person who is actively engaged in battle and conflict. And I love this one. A warrior is a person who is aggressively, courageously, boldly, and bravely or energetically involved in an activity. 
So the first place we have to start is the battle in our minds. We're going to talk about that. Number two. The second thing I told him that we're going to start today is that he's got to really embrace great storytelling. You know, it's not enough these days just to show up to your role or even into a business with your customer and just show up in your own right. You have to move people, inspire them, move them and connect to the heart of their emotion because that's where decisions lie. You see? It's not about the product or just about the service that you offer. But it's how you are able to connect to someone to move them towards a response or an action. And so Will never told stories, you know? And to do that, it takes a lot of research. So that was number two, is cultivate his research and storytelling skills. So one, warrior mindset. Number two, cultivate compelling research and storytelling skills. And then three, I said, deploy your gifts to new spaces. What does it mean to deploy something? Now, what does it mean to deploy? This was a military term that meant to spread out troops so as to form an extended line. You know, what I say is to spread out your gifts, to move and deploy your gifts to many spaces. Another definition, to arrange in a position of readiness. Ooh. See, people don't see you coming. You got all these gifts that you're pouring out. You, you know, of course, starting with where you work, starting in your business, but you don't stop there. You're deploying your gifts to nonprofit organizations, to other startups, to, to people who need what you have to give. And it says, or deploy could mean to move strategically. Woo. Can you imagine once you've cultivated all of these gifts that's inside of you and then you sit down and say, listen, it is absolutely not enough for me to pour all of this into one place, but that I am going to be the one to be thoughtful, to strategize, to write things down, to move my gifting and places that through the research and through careful understanding of the market that I can deploy into places that they didn't even know they needed what I have to give. It's very, very powerful, my friends. And so those three things are where we're going to start. All right. Number one, embracing a warrior's mindset. Number two, cultivating your compelling research and storytelling skills. And number three, deploying your gifts to new spaces gracefully and unapologetically. Yes, that's what we're doing today. That's where I led Will. And that's where we are going to start. What does it mean to have a warrior's mindset? 
And so in my book, we'll kind of kind of start there because warriors don't fear. So if you go to my book, Becoming a Digital Unicorn, and for those who are in the audio or for those who are in Kindle, and the chapter that we're on is uh, in chapter nine, Cultivate Your Multiple Intelligences. And this is when I was talking about the things that I had to do in order to get over the fear, to have a mindset of a warrior. Warriors don't quit no matter how hard it gets. And I remember how difficult it got for, you know, once I started getting really at the edge of innovation, understanding all of these new technologies. And in this chapter I was writing while I was standing up my own uh, IoT world. And so I remember when I was sitting at the edge of innovation and here I am with all of these new products. And so think about, you know, from IoT to Edge, you know, with your offline technolo technology capabilities and data. And I'm having to really learn this new world of, of artificial intelligence embedded with machine learning and IoT. And I, I will tell you, I had to get over the fear uh, because I'm not a developer, not an engineer, not a coder. But to understand these technologies in a way that allowed me to be compelling and build influential stories for customers. And it was extremely fearful because I had to, you know, literally understand, you know, how to bring together my own IoT device connected to Bluetooth. I had to understand gateways, messaging, brokers. It was just on and endless. And I remember diving deep and building and creating my first uh, IoT-enabled remote uh, control, configuring our remote to do some really cool things through, through voice, and failed so many times. And then I thought, you know, after all of these failures, I literally had a different mindset that failure became my teacher. Because every time I tried to connect something and it didn't work as frustrating as it was, and then I started to question myself, why am I learning all this new technology? Why am I doing all of this? And that moment that I wanted to stop and quit, woe is me, all of those things that we do to ourselves, the light bulb came on and I wrote this chapter. So page 124, it's called overcoming the fear of trying new things. And it says, I'm reminded of a famous quote from Tuvok, from Star Trek Voyager's second officer and chief security who said, we often fear what we don't understand. Our best defense is knowledge. And that is so true that I couldn't quit. Why am I, what am I quitting? Just because I couldn't configure something or put something together the first 20 times, and it was frustrating, I think I even shed a tear because I'm like, I can't be that clueless because I was going by instructions on YouTube showing me how to connect the daggone Bluetooth. Still couldn't do it. I'm going to continue reading because I had a breakthrough moment, my friends. The key wisdom principle has guided my entire career. The only way I can overcome the fear that comes with uncertainty, especially in the innovation world, 
that I've been part of is to learn, not just by reading. I had to do it. You see, my customers needed me to show up and help them understand that the investments that they were making in all of these new technologies, why were they making these investments? So I couldn't go in talking about the tech. But then I couldn't go in and help light up the world for them, telling amazing stories about how their supply chains were going to be disrupted. And then how it is that they can overcome the disruption by introducing new innovations so that they can have continuous supply chain distribution and end-to-end -end visibility in their supply chain, new things that they could do to differentiate themselves in the market. So I had to understand the technology. I had to understand the industry. And I had to understand the customer and then connect the dots to be able to tell the story. So then I write, you cannot imagine the number of innovations I've created that have failed. <laughs> the one I just told you about, right? And there are many more, my friends. Too many to name in this book, and I've learned from all of them. Failure is my classroom. Failure is a very effective teacher. Allowing me to overcome and successfully triumph over the ambiguous, the unknown, the uncertain failure has been integrated into every one of my successes. And this is what Will and I, and this is really where we stood because he's like 20 years I've been in sales and he hadn't really taken any risks to do new things. He also recalled page 125, the next page where I write, also important to understand the purpose of digital. You don't have to become an expert. And I think many times that's the pressure that so many of us put on ourselves. I've learned that it's important just to understand the power of the capability, power of digital, and, and connect that to your own purpose in this world and how you should be making a mark in this space with your own unique gifts and talents. A warrior's mindset. There's no fear. And, you know, every time I come to these podcasts, I always like to not just take my own research, but to look across, scan the market, and to understand what others are saying, a warrior's mindset. You'll have to go one day listen to David Groggins talk about a warrior mindset. But right now, Keith Sipman and there's a journal for veterans that I love to read and uh, that really helps veterans to overcome a lot of the things that they have to go through. And, and Warrior Mindset, it was called Train Your Brain. He wrote this last year. And I love how he describes Warrior Mindset. He says, a warrior mindset is more than aggressiveness and determination. It is about overcoming challenge and adversity. It's about possessing understanding and being able to utilize a set of psychological and physical skills that allows you to be effective, to be adaptive and persistent. It also allows you to use optimal decision-making and psychological techniques and physical 
and tactical skills learned and training experience. And the reason why I love that so much and I appreciate uh, this beautiful article and you'll have to go and, and grab it and read it. There's so much more in that. And, and it is because just like the example I gave you, I wanted to quit so many times. I wanted to quit. And when you get to that tipping point of when you want to quit, go harder. That's what a warrior does. We don't quit. It's not time in this season and in this moment for you to stop doing the hard things. My friends, this is hard. If you understand what long suffering means, you suffer long. It's painful winning. You suffer to become a warrior. If it were easy, I mean, come on. We wouldn't be doing half the things that we do. Another article I loved, you'll have to go look up 10 ways to develop a, a warrior mindset. Also blogged, written last year, basicbabaka.com. I love all 10. I'm just going to go through a couple of them because I think it's important that it's not just about our, our ability to really wrap our arms around these concepts and to understand the definition. We've got to have practical steps to transform our lives. How do you transform a mind when you wake up every day and it's telling you what you can't do? Our minds are wired for, for negative bias automatically. And then once a neuron has a thought and it's negative, it generates next neuron, triggers the next neuron. And before you know it, you're just negative towards yourself, towards the world, towards everything around you. And it is a distraction, my friends, from you tapping in to the greatness within you. Because if your mind can get you, trick you, fool you, and thinking that you're nothing, it wins. And we don't allow that, not under my watch. You're too important to the cause. Because we have to pour innovations into the world, make leaders better, greater, make businesses better and greater, because it takes your intuitive and intellectual and innovative spirit to get there. The 10 ways to develop a warrior mindset starts out by saying in today's world, having a warrior mindset is now more important than ever before. We're constantly bombarded with challenges, with obstacles, and it is so tough to stay positive. Just look at the news. Just throw it on the news one day, any of the news channels. You know, the street gets paid for all this stuff for us to feel so bad and negative and woe is me and everything is negative. Uh, we start to invest in things that, that really continue that cycle. But psychologically, it messes with our minds and it stops us from being high producers in the world. So I want you to go read that article and go read about the 10 steps. And um, there was another one, Kayla Brissa. Uh, I'm sorry, Kayla Brissy. I loved hers. Hers was how to develop a warrior mindset. She says, Warrior mindset is about understanding and being able to utilize a set of psychological and physical skills that allow someone to be effective, adaptive, persistent. That was a quote. 
And she further quotes a Navy SEAL that says, being a warrior is not about the act of fighting. It's being so prepared to face a challenge and believing so strongly in the cause that you're fighting for that you absolutely refuse to quit. We're not quitting. She goes on to talk about the, the after results. You have a happier life. You feel well accomplished. You increase your confidence. You are taking more risks. You're getting out of your comfort zone. A lot of things that I talk about in this book. You don't take things personal. When, you, when you're not winning, you're not looking to the person to the left or to the right of you to determine where you are or your measure, your success. Your success, you're in the zone. You're, you're the benchmark for your success. See? So I want you to really, you know, go forth to focus on this piece of, of, of reading, going deep into research, becoming a, a, a warrior. Very, very important that we begin to embrace these concepts. What was the second thing? that I shared. And so the second thing I shared, cultivating your compelling research and storytelling. And so that's on page 80, again, book, Becoming a Digital Unicorn. And, um, and there I write, and, and actually this is for those who are audiobook or Kindle, um, it's in chapter eight, increase your research capacity. So there I start by saying, you can stay ahead and lead change, or you can ignore change and get left behind. Today's leaders are looking for those who can exhibit a range of next level skills that will accelerate your success in this ever shifting market. This includes the ability to gather and assimilate information in real time from many different sources and translate this research into actionable breakthrough strategies and stories that leaders can act upon. Research is one of my top skills that has been critical in advancing my career over the past couple of decades. Research is simply the ability to solve problems or find answers to questions by discovering, analyzing, interpreting, and translating information gathered and cultivating your research skills will enable you to stay ahead and remain adaptable. And then you'll notice through the chapters, uh, going through the chapters, I talk about ways that you can increase. And I'm just going to give a few here, and then we'll, we'll get to the storytelling piece. But the number one place that I start for me is really understanding the macro and micro factors. Right now, it is extremely important that we really look and understand from, you know, the Fed rate hikes to the things that are happening where we're having disruptions in businesses, where companies are resetting their businesses, looking at ways that they can optimize uh, their, their, you know, profit margins. And then we look at the, the macro. What are those economic factors that are influencing, uh, whether it's buying behaviors, uh, 
whether it's the supply chain disruptions, it's important to really scan the market. And that's kind of the first level of research. And then I talk about the tech trends. I talk about my favorite sites to go to is Gartner. Gartner has the 10 strategic trends every year. Um, you'll see generative AI on that. And we'll talk about chat GPT in a moment. I know that that's on top of mind for everyone. And just released literally uh, uh, about, uh, we're now, four months into this and uh, more than a million uh, users. And, uh, and that tells us that we're all thirsting for this next level of advancements in, te in technology. Uh, so TechCrunch, Forrester, uh, I talk about the next web. And so I'm really a big proponent um, from big four, uh, that's McKinsey as of the world, the PWCs, uh, all those consulting markets. Um, I focus on getting a lot of information and data, looking at industry trends, patterns. And so from, you know, the world of the big four, or well, shall I say big three, McKinsey, Bain, uh, BCG, and then all of the big four firms, Deloitte, Ernst Young, PwC, KPMG, McKinsey, the list goes on. And uh, Accenture as well, don't want to leave them out. And then even the Nielsen market trends. I list all of these because it's important that you go and the way I combine in my book, I talk about how I combine these, re, re, you know, all the resources is you start to say, okay, if you're in the multimedia world and, or in real estate, or you have a business that is selling baked, baked goods, cookies, I always like my cookies, <laughs> you still want to understand what are the macro factors that are impacting your industry. So if you're in media and you see social media, what are the global factors in the next five years? Where will the industry be? You need to look five years ahead. You need to understand how technological changes, advances in AI, advances in machine learning, advances even in quantum, how all these new capabilities, metaverse, how are they going to impact your industry? So then you take each technology and you map that to your industry, and then you ask the question to Google or in a future chat GPT once it's broadly uh, available. You ask the questions, what problems and use cases are being solved in my industry? So then you need to go look at all of the use cases, right? And then you take your industry and you go look at and say, well, where do my skills lie in that? Where is my gifting, my passion, my experience? So the research part is critical because then it gets to the next part, which is storytelling. Becoming a compelling business and marketing storyteller, this should be your best friend going into the new year. As an entrepreneur, especially, as a, as a, as a business startup, especially, because VC funding, funding come investors from angels, is all about how your product is going to not only solve problems in the market space, but how users, how customers are going to be delighted, how they're going to connect with your product to transform their lives, their businesses. Business storytelling is critical. So it's not enough that we know what chat GPT is, right? I know that everyone is super excited because this human trained, 
these models and these algorithms, um, the reinforcement learning, um, all of the, the ways that this open AI uh, from the research teams have been deployed into the market have been phenomenal. But you've got to understand the use cases how your business can bring in this open technology to transform your business. So don't just go out there and, and say, oh, open, you know, open AI, chat GPT, woo, no. The celebration happens when you're able to integrate these open capabilities into your business. And when you're able to offer a service from the customer experience, the time that there's a touch point, and now you're able to offer a bot that literally takes your customers through new experiences. When you're able to leverage ChatGPT to go out and look at global trends, and within seconds at the snap of your finger, you now understand your competitor landscape. You understand the market landscape. You brought in all of the research so you can understand how to make a quick decision about your products about your customers? How do I improve my products by having new knowledge that ChatGPT is going to be bringing into my business? How do I improve search engine optimization? Because now I have all of this knowledge. So you've got to be able to bring to life these trained models. How do I get feedback? Because that's what this is all about, getting feedback from the world, from your customers, from your partners, and bringing all of that into these reinforcement models that have been trained to literally, at the sound of your voice, visualize the world before you, my friends. And then you take that, all of that research, and bring storytelling into your world. And I love this. Uh, you know, there's a whole, uh, so many, let me tell you, I, I, I counted the number of hundreds and hundreds of TED Talks on storytelling, whether it's business, whether it is storytelling and gaming, um, you know, because now the, uh, gaming technology is huge and being able to tell stories telling stories for your business, for your customers, so that when they have to make a decision. And one of um, <laughs> one of our sessions I talked about, how do you, if you have five dry, dry cleaners that are all lined up on a block, how do you choose which dry cleaners to go to? And it's the one that knows you, personalized. When you walk in the door, they say, hi, hi there. We appreciate you. We, last week, this is what we did for you, and now we want to do more. And so what more? We have other services. We can bring your, deliver your clothes to your business or to your home. So it's when we're able to not only tell stories, but to breathe life into your business in ways that it becomes visualized in a person's mind. How far will you go? To have me in your world, whether I'm an employee and you're storytelling to me so that I can be motivated to be more productive, or whether I want to drive new business opportunities as a customer, or as I need you as my partner, or I've got to have funding as this business startup. And so there is an article on the power storytelling called Storytelling in Business, Six Steps to Craft a Powerful School. A powerful story. I encourage you to, to read that. I'm going to open up and um, just talk a little bit about what, what they say. It says, 
Try to recall a story or business in your personal life that has left a mark on you. Why do you think you can remember this in such detail? Sure, it could have been that it was delivered by a very charismatic speaker, that this person used vivid pictures to bring you into the scene. These are all elements to make the interaction engaging. And that's what becoming a great storyteller is all about. And I encourage you as a business owner to bring this into your portfolio. Because the moment that you can captivate the heart of your customer, I say this all the time, you increase wallet share. Because then they're going to do so much more. They're going to be along the journey with you that they will continue to buy more from you because you cared enough to bring them into a visualized world, a compelling world of storytelling. For those who work for companies and you want to move up in advance, oh, you try bringing this into your world. Storytelling is a gift. And you're able to bring in your purpose. And so I, I love this because it tells you things like first set the scene. You know, you have contrast. It's a problem that you're solving. Who are you solving the problem for, the main characters? What challenges are they experiencing that you are going to be able to come into the world to solve for? Becoming a compelling storyteller. What results are you going to be driving? And so I love that. And then there's Harvard Business Review that talks about the key to landing your next job, storytelling. I love one of the quotes that talks about, you know, the, the whole recruiting process. Your theme is not just there to help you control your narrative. It is a tool you can use to influence the memory of a recruiter or a teen that's interviewing you. Isn't that the whole point to become memorable? Isn't that what a story does? It creates a memory moment in the mind of the person you're connecting to. And I love that. The final thing that we talked about was once you have grasped that bold warrior mindset, you're taking uh, the steps to do new things, you're learning new things, you're moving into spaces uh, where you're, uh, you know, taking all of that knowledge that you're learning, you're taking the research, and you're really activating and cultivating this great storytelling capability. And finally, what did I tell Will? The final thing is to deploy those assets, everything you've learned. And in my book, on page 128, I actually named that title, Deploy Yourself. So it's chapter 10, for all of you following along. Step five, deploy yourself. Now that you have the right mindset, you have a set of behaviors and habits that can move you towards your destination, your new digital career. You've performed your research, you've applied your new knowledge and conducted your own labs, those immersive labs, like the one I talked about, the IOT one where I just continued to fail. I had my own personal lab and I would tell you, I could not believe the day that I lit up that remote. I would then started connecting our garage. I started connecting so many different, the lights around the house. 
It is amazing when you turn on that mind and you overcome adversity and you continue the fight. You can achieve anything. So then I say it's now time to deploy your gifts and everything you've learned by putting into practice into the real world. It's time for you to empower others to solve complex problems and get feedback on your progress. Although it is important to believe, I'm going to say this slowly. Although it is important to be employed, meaning that you seek work and get paid by an employer for the work you do, it is even more important to become deployed, meaning that your gifts are so attractive in the world that businesses, communities, and governments utilize them to empower their vision and their mission. While you can be laid off or let go from a job when you're employed, when you're deployed, no one can ever lay you off from your gifts, talents, your skills, or your purpose. And this, my friends, is where we're going to wrap up today. Will asked a great question, Trees. How do I begin to deploy myself? And remember when he told me he was leading his uh, church, he was leading his son's baseball team and uh, other leadership for other nonprofit organizations. I think one was his frat. That is what deploy means. Page 130, the next page I actually write, I had to identify places where I could deploy my gifts. I volunteered for nonprofits. I presented at social and community events. I started blogging, whether it was LinkedIn or uh, putting my, my posting my work in other places. I took on stretch projects with executives, executive mentors that just reach out and say, you know, I really want to take on, especially for startups, CEOs for startups is the greatest one because you're empowering that startup. I created video blogs. You, know, you can see them all on, at Trees the Unicorn on YouTube. Started presenting at industry conferences. I asked, Will, Will, are you doing any of those things? He's like, no. You know, for him, he's, he's just always been a bit fearful of putting himself out there. My friends, that's where we're going to start. This podcast is for us. We're taking training wheels off. We're taking off those little floaties. <laughs> I love my floaties, by the way, when I was younger because I couldn't swim. <laughs> We're taking those off. We're just going to jump. We're going to fail. We're going to learn. It is critical in order for you to become more valuable. And I see your value. I think that this is why it's so important for me. I continue to meet the most amazing people who are ready for this next season. And so... The three things, get that warrior mindset, cultivate your research and your storytelling skills. It'll change your life, my friends. And finally, deploy your gifts to places with grace, no arrogance. We don't have room for that, but be unapologetic about it because you deserve to be there. 
And I said, look, no more just a seat at the table. <laughs> We're going to crack that table in half and reinvent and create a whole new one. That's what, that's what you're going to do. So we're winding down. I'm so looking forward to our next episode. This is Unicorn Unleashed with Therese. Until then, my friends, keep doing amazing things. Keep transforming the world as you continue to transform yourselves. Let's go. Let's go.